Are you washed in the blood of 
When the world has turned me down And a true friend can't be found And oh Satan tries to say Your prayers are vain When your load is hard to bear And it seems there's none to care You'll find relief when you kneel and call his name it's all right it's all right through the storm he'll give you light he will answer when upon his name i call it's all right it's all right I will never fear the night. It's all right when I talk with the Lord. When my steps are getting slow and it's time for me to go. And my body bends beneath the toil and pain. When I cross old Jordan's tide And I reach the other side It'll be alright For the Lord will call my name It's alright, it's alright Through the storm He'll give you light He will answer when upon 
His name I call. It's all right. It's all right. I will never fear the night. It's all right when I talk with the Lord.
on me and everybody come in like that and sing a song. That's what, that's what, that's what Jamie had to sing. He, he had to work for seven years.
Came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness. 
Say nobody noticed I left my hearing aids <laughs> on the table. <laughs> he said, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Appreciate it in this. Keep Mary and Henry in our prayer. Anybody else need prayer requests? Remember Jamie's.
here at Mount Vernon, but I see other churches too. Uh, I remember, <clears throat> you know, going to church and my whole family would go up rows, rows and rows. And uh, most of them's not in there. Thank God my dad is really trying right now. Um, but man, I mean, seems like the devil's always fighting too. So pray for my dad. I mean, he's really trying and he needs prayer because he's trying and wants to do right. And he taught me how to be a Christian and what it was. So he showed me. So I appreciate that. So pray for him. Yeah. But I see, you know, row and row. I can name other churches where family's just out. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. We need, we need to get back to God more than anything. Amen. I'm talking to me too. I need to be right and stay right. Amen. Anybody else? Still remember. 
I'll say this before, um, had something on my heart too, and before I get going, you know, none of this was planned or anything, but God knows, so Bill's read the scripture several times, and maybe even recently, but in Genesis 6, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, right. and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart, and, and I thought, man, I hope wonder how many times this grieved him and he repented that he made Jeffrey. And it makes me, I need to do better, you know. Uh, if I'm trying and I still have evil thoughts, man, the world, it, it's in tough shape. And the only help is repenting, getting back to God. And I need to make sure I'm staying in this book and staying close to him. Because if the heart is continually evil, continually the thoughts, and I know my thoughts sometimes, and I think Butch said it the other night, I wouldn't want him up here. I need to get close and be praying and seeking and reading God's word so my thoughts are. I need to see when I'm out in public or at home with Peyton or in the car, I need to see heaven or hell. When, when I'm interacting with people, I don't need to worry about if they did me wrong or the things that I feel about people or anything. I need to see heaven or hell. Is what I'm doing showing them heaven or hell? It's what my daughter's seeing, because sometimes it ain't all right, and I need to do better in front of her. I need to be a better godly dad. I need to see heaven or hell and know that what I'm doing every day, every little bit, somebody's seeing heaven or hell, and I need to know their soul is dependent on me. They need to see Jesus in me. Anybody else? We, we, amen, I do too.
Amen. And that's it. what an example y'all are, you know. Right. And Bill and other ones in here and Bill, uh, examples to us, right. you know. And I appreciate it. And man, I told Bill the other day in the text, uh, I said, man, you know, what an example you are and the preaching you're doing. And I said, man, he deserves a stadium pool. But we know the world don't want to hear what he's got to preach because it's the truth. It tells us it's heaven or hell. It's live right and die right. And the world don't want to hear it. But, man, they're missing out. They're missing out on it. And I thank God. I just hate I wouldn't hear many more years. I should have I should have came on. But thank God I'm here now. I agree with you, Mary. <laughs> kind of selfish. I want to hear what Bill's got to say here, but do we want to go ahead and do the prayer prayers real quick? Alright. Anybody else got to pray? Anybody else need a prayer request? Um, and 
Sir. Anybody else? Deborah, I couldn't help but think while we were talking about the ones that used to be here and praying for them and inviting them and trying to get them to come back and stuff. But when, when they get here, what are they going to see? What are they really going to see? Are they going to see something that they want to be yeah. part of? I mean, is there a, is there a fire? I mean, it's good that the preacher gets up, preaches hard, and he's got yeah. a fire on him, but is that enough? Is that enough that the preacher's excited? Amen. I mean, I won't be excited myself. Me too. I want to have a church that's excited. If the church is excited, the, the world will see something different in us. That they might want some of that. I mean, I'm afraid yeah. that a whole lot of the reason some of these is out is because <coughs> there ain't no fire in us. Yeah. Ain't no fire in the rest of us. If, yeah. we, if we all had a fire, we was all excited about what the Lord had done. And I don't have to die and go to hell. Yeah. They wouldn't be leaving. Amen. <laughs> They'd still be here. So it's part of our fault. We ought to have something on our heart every time we come to the house of God. You ain't got to be a preacher to stand up and say something. You ain't got to be some fabulous singer to stand up and sing. There's a bunch of people here, and I ain't fussing at all, but there's a bunch of people here that can sing very well that never gets up and sings. Why? You're robbing God. You're robbing God, and you're robbing your friends and your family that's lost. They can see something in that. They, they can see the power of God in you. And you ain't got to have some great calling on your life to stand up and say, thank the Lord, or stand up and sing a song. But if we all come out with a fire, I mean, I know we get used to it. We come here every single week. I understand that. And I do the same thing. Come in, I get complacent, just used to it. And I even get complacent singing because I sing every time. So there ain't no really a fire in me when I'm singing. But I don't want my friends and my family that's lost to come in and not see nothing. Amen. If we get them here, I mean, if we get them here, that's half a battle. Right. But the other half is to have something for them, have something to offer them. If I, if I was on fire, I'd have enough they can have some of what I have and still be on fire. You're right. Amen. Anybody else? Not. Remember Bill. He's got that surgeries tomorrow, uh, procedures tomorrow, so please remember him. I want to hear him again, and I know he's going to, so let's pray for him. Y'all come around, and let's pray. Uh, TJ, you want to lead us?
Amen. Jeffrey done good. Short notice. Amen. He done good. Turn over to First Timothy. I had the privilege to be here tonight. Uh, I thought with the medication and all that was going on, we wouldn't make it, but but we did. Hearing aids or no hearing aids. Praise the Lord. Second chapter of 1 Timothy. I'd, God laid this on my heart today. Jeffrey was talking, and, and it happens to every one of us, uh, bad thoughts or ill thoughts about somebody or we all we all have them. I've been really working on it the last two or three weeks. I've been really working on it. I don't know what about you all, but sometimes when you when you lay down at night, you know, and you'll have some bad thoughts will run through your mind. I don't know, maybe some old things of the past, or maybe I'm meaner than ninety percent of the people. I don't know, but I've been trying my best when these thoughts comes through my mind or something hateful, I just try to go to saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This hard. I've went to sleep saying, Jesus, 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 amen. And I've decided some officers talking today up at the house, you know, if you wait and lay down to say your prayer, you'll go to sleep. You can make count on going to sleep. So I, I try my best. The last thing every night is get down beside the bed and, talk to the Lord just a few minutes and then if I lay down and go ahead and talk to him some more and go to sleep that'll be all right amen as long as I'm talking to the Lord that's that's all that matter because the devil's talking to every one of us Teresa feeling better praise the Lord praise the Lord glad you're feeling better second chapter of Timothy, and I, I don't know, it's just really got on my mind there this evening as we went back and I was trying to read the Word of God. Second chapter in the first verse, he said, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, it's got to be done first. He said, I exhort you or I encourage you. Therefore, that first of all, supplication. And the word supplication humbly on your knees and begging. And it goes on to say, and prayer. Supplication and prayer and I thought well supplication the way I see it is prayer but I believe Paul broke it down as he was teaching Timothy he said supplication and prayer and we've all talked about it how little we pray anymore and I believe supplication is breaking down I can pray. We know that prayer is, the definition of prayer is the 
sincere desire of the heart. So I can pray going down the road, or I can I can pray laying in bed, or I can pray wherever I'm at. But I thought it said, first of all, supplication. And I thought about supplication, and I, had, I even tried to look it up. I ain't no good on looking up all these definitions in the Greeks and the Hebrews. I'm still trying to learn English. But I thought about supplication is knocking out of gear. Amen. Knocking out of gear, not laying, not laying down, not being in a comfortable position. But supplication is putting yourself out just a little bit, humbly falling out. You know, this right here to me ain't comfortable. This this is not a normal position for me. So, you know, and I guess I could go to sleep. I've been so tired hanging on the side of bed. But I'm not very apt to go to sleep. Amen. Down on my knees, calling out to God. And I believe Paul is saying that, that we don't put ourselves out enough. And I thought, and I'm not patting me on the back, but for my own benefit, I thought my altar down in the woods, amen, is a little more uh, effort, a little more supplication, even in cold weather or rainy weather. It's so much harder to get down there and to get down and the wind blowing and it uh, 16 degrees, amen, and maybe the rain flying and the snow flying. But what I'm saying, I want God to know that I mean business. I want God to know that I am ready for supplication. I'm ready to do just a little, a little bit more than just pray. I thought about uh, Roger there and thought about Henry. Uh, we've been in shape till it was hard for us to pray ourselves, And that's why somebody at home, somebody in church had to get down and begin to have supplication for God. We had to start dying out to some things to the natural desire of the flesh. My flesh is so lazy. My flesh don't want to praise God. My flesh don't want to sing. It don't want to go to the altar. It don't want to go on visitation. It don't want to read God's Word. It don't want to give God praise, honor, and glory. My flesh don't want to testify. You know, my flesh wants everybody to be my friend. But bless God, that ain't the will of God. If I tell the truth, everybody ain't going to be my friend. And the Bible said, first of all, supplication. And that ain't much as I thought about it. Supplication ain't much to just bow down only before God. One definition I looked up, it said, just come down on your knees. Just come down on your knees. I know several places they just looked up to God, but that takes effort. It takes effort to look up to God and say, God, touch our church. God hires that one time, stood and sung, and they don't sing no more. They testified God sent them here because they needed help. And they get a little help, and they go right back in the world. 
Listen to me, church, and listen careful. How many one time sit in the house of God that's not here today? That sit in the house of God in these other churches. Only there's something wrong. There's going to be a payday somewhere. I don't believe we can back down on God. For my part, this is supplication for me to come to the house of God. It ain't natural to come to the house of God. It it ain't natural to serve God in any way. Any way you serve God, it ain't natural. Amen. You've got to put forth some effort. You've got to want to. It says there in the the third chapter of 1 Timothy that we uh, read Sunday night to the boys that's called to preach, if you desire an office, if you desire to do something for God, maybe that ain't totally desiring to preach, but desiring to do something for God. American church have lost our desire to do something for God. I believe that Paul went about and he said, God, I pray, open a door, open a door that I might speak to somebody else, that I might preach one more message. I might talk to one more along the way. Amen. Pray, church. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplication and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. I've done covered intercession with our sick folks, but an intercession is Jamie prayed for the one and prayed with one this week that couldn't pray for herself. So we had to stand in as an intercessor. And I believe from the depths of my heart, according to the Bible, that Jesus is my intercessor between me and Almighty God. I've got, I can't talk to God. I've got to talk to Jesus. And he's my intercessor. And I believe when I'm sick and I can't get through to God and I'm hurting and I'm in agony, even if I've got a problem that's bigger than I I am, then somebody is my intercessor. Somebody loves me enough. Glory to God. I'm beginning beginning to feel that. How many times, Henry, has somebody lifted us up, amen, when we were sick? I thought about uh, Miss Golden there, nearly uh, close to 102 years old and raised 13 kids, 14 kids, amen. uh, I'm going to tell you, having kids and hard work won't kill you, amen. Glory to God. She's proof of that. Hardships, hardships, amen, won't kill you. I remember when their house burnt with a house full of young'uns, and they moved down there where they're at now in the old store building. So hardships won't kill you, amen. You think you're going to die, amen, but you ain't, amen. That ain't going to kill you. We need to have an intercession with our Lord. We need to have intercession for our brother and for our sisters in Christ. We need to have a compassion for those that one time were here and are not here no more. I'm going to tell you something. If they've been out of church a while, they have no contact with God. I don't care what Satan's told them. 
The only contact of God they got is repent. If they'll repent and come back, God will hear them. These it tells you, as a girl that uh, I used to work with, and she told me she's praying for me. I said, you ain't praying for me. You won't live right. God don't hear your prayers. I can, I can show you that in John, I forgot, John chapter 9, I believe, I believe it is. God don't hear sinners. And you can't be a sinner and a Christian too. Amen. You can't be black or white. You can't be dark or light. You can't drink from the fountain of mammon and the fountain of God. Larry read that last week. Amen. So we're one one way or the other. I remember a fellow used to sing with a preacher's choir and he would preach it almost every time. He would preach and he finally come to me. He said, I heard you preaching that. He said, you can't be a sinner and a Christian too. And what he always used to say, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. I was an old sinner, but I'm saved by the grace of God. I don't claim sin no more. I don't claim doing wrong no more. I don't claim I'm perfect, but the Bible teaches me, says to strive for perfection. I need to be better than I've ever been before. I need to walk closer to God than I've ever walked before. He said, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplication, be humbly, get down on your knees. Big God, I'm, I want to tell you something. Let me, let me confess. I have begged God to save Scotty years ago till I was wore out, till I couldn't pray no more, till I'd laid in the altar and begged till I was total exhausted. Have I done that lately? Have I? Be honest with me, church. We get out, we pray a three-minute prayer, and we're gone. Have we had supplication? I remember, I remember well, the old churches and the, the old mourners bench. And sometimes the preacher would be up already preaching and there'd be somebody crying out at the mourners bench. There might be somebody that had a need. They might have been praying for the old preacher. Y'all remember that. Amen, that old grandma, she might have somebody in her family. You know, that's why I say the Spirit ain't like it used to be. Amen. The Spirit ain't drawing in America like it one time did. Why? The same reason the Lord left Israel, because of unbelief. Because we've let too many pleasures come into our life. Too much money. The humblest people I ever remember seeing is people that don't have anything. People don't depend on their riches, their car, their house, their insurance, their job. They'd walk to church. They love God. I exhort, therefore, 
that first of all, supplication, prayers. So we got to come humble before we can do anything else. Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Every one of us have got somebody we pray for more than we do another one. But the Bible said there, intercession, supplication, and prayer for all men. For all men. That one that done you wrong. If Andy spit in my face and then slapped my jaw, and I went off and prayed for Will, Jennifer and Dodge Dandy. I don't believe God will hear my prayer. I'm afraid today, Andy, we ain't praying for our enemy. I'm afraid we've not come humble enough to pray for that one that despitefully used us. I'm talking about America as a whole. Our nation's in trouble. Thing looks good with our natural eye right now, but if we could see the inside, if we could see really what's happening, we'd be reaching out, trying to grab a hold of God. The Bible teaches, lay hold of eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Well, God's hit me lately. He knows I wasn't smart no way. We need some simple messages. We don't need words that we can't understand. We, we don't need something that's above our head. We need to come back to our first love. My first love, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know no big words. I didn't even know Jesus. And that was my first love. It was my first love. He said, exhort, therefore, that first of all, that hit me so hard, that first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. <laughs> Can we give thanks to that one that's done us wrong? That name won't help us. I, th I thought years ago, I probably won't get all this right, but the fellow really done me wrong. And I, I told him, it was over a land situation. And I told him, I showed him where the line was, and they wanted to call a meeting. Well, I went to the meeting, and there's about three or four of the family, old big boys. And you, if you ain't careful, you'll lose your cool. I told him, I said, I ain't afraid of the whole gang of you. And I wouldn't. I said, I've come to tell you that we ain't going to do it this way. I'm right. We ain't going to do it this way. They're trying to block my road. So we ain't going to block my road. You know what? That old boy got right. He's preaching the gospel now. 
And right before I had my operation, I was eating one of my last meals down at the copper pot. And he come in and he, he had a $100 bill. I said, man, I don't need that. I don't want that. He said, God told me to give this to you. Do what you want to with it. I didn't need it. If I ever get to like eat again, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it up, gravy and biscuit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, but think about it seriously. You know, that's just one of the monetary things that we've seen happen. But the whole deal, if we eat coals of fire on our head, that's what the Bible has told us to do. To love our enemies as ourselves. And that's not easy, church, but it's God's will. The God God wants us to do it. It's something we need to teach our children. You know something our children need to be taught is everyday walk of life. Hey, that it ain't handed to them. Hey, Amen. That money don't grow on a pear tree. Hey, you can't just you just can't reach up and pull down a twenty dollar bill anytime you want to. Or go buy a new car anytime you want to. Life is reality. Life is reality. Amen. We got hardships coming. Lord's will, I'm going to be gone anyway. He said in the second verse, giving thanks for, for, a mate, for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and honesty. That's about as far from America. These debates and differences and fighting and our Republicans and Democrats, amen, are, are splitting our nation. Amen. We're, we're a house divided, can't stand. Amen. If they would just pull together and let one have it and go ahead. I remember, and the old boy died of alcoholism. He drank himself to death. But our first sound system that we got at Mount Vernon Church, and uh, I loved the old boy to death. He come and set it up. had a had a great talent. He let alcohol get to him. But he said, you know, one of the things, Bill. He said, I've been in every denomination. I've been all over the country selling sound systems, and he, I forgot, he is from down southern part. I forgot exactly where he's from. He man died young. But he said, the thing, the problem that I find in so many of our independent Baptist churches that everybody tries to run it. That everybody tries to run it. And I took that home with me. Everybody can't run because everybody's got a different opinion. One of you drives a Ford and another in a Chevrolet. There's a few even drives a Dodge. Uh, amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding there. But we're all different. <laughs> we're all different. If I went in over there, Larry Johnson Fielder Electric. 
I'm busy tomorrow, but I may come Friday. But if I went in the field as electorate and I walked in the office, and I said, Larry, I know you've been here 20 years, 25, but today we're changing this. I can just say, well, didn't you just say it? You think Andy upsets him? How would you like for me to do that? He'd say, <laughs> I'd say, now I bought a motor over here, so I've helped keep this business up. I bought a motor. It was a three-phase, $788. So why can't I tell you how to run your business? And I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to go home. But I hope we've made our point. You know, I found out a long time ago that the cook stove and the washing machine's Janet's. Well, leave it alone. Leave it alone. If I want biscuits, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Amen. Them tools is mine, Mama. Don't forget that. Leave them alone. But he said in the second verse, for kings and for all that are in authority. You know, today there's people in authority. And I'm not talking about me. I'm just one of you. But there's people that's in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and honesty. Today the mentality is to tear the sheriff down if we can. The mentality today is to tear the boss man down at our workplace. The mentality is to break down anybody that tells us what to do. Am I telling us the truth? I'm telling us the truth. And he said, who will have all men to be saved? The Lord wants all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of of the truth. Get that fourth verse. Who will have all men to be saved? I need to read three. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? I believe from the depths of my heart and listen carefully. I don't want to mislead nobody. But I believe people get in trouble and they come to an altar and they've got great intentions of giving their heart to the Lord. But they never come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth that we're not our own. We're bought with a price. From the day I get saved, bless God, I'm not my own. And I believe that's the truth of God. I've got to go when I don't want to go. I've got to do when I don't want to do. And then, when I do, I know. Church, listen to me. And I wish everybody was here. I know, without a doubt, that some of you are standing as an intercessor for this old boy. 
it was it was a proven fact, Henry, when I had the heart attack, as the people gathered around at the old altar at the house, that they were standing as intercessors because Bill could not pray. I know without a doubt that many, many, not me, not one, but many, Roger was intercessor. It's why you pulled out of it. Amen. Somebody missed Roger. Somebody loved Roger. So I know Veer did. Amen. But somebody else cared about Roger's empty seat. They remembered Roger opening up. They remembered his testimony. Everybody didn't every time, but they remembered his prayer. I want to serve God. Knowing wasn't his will to lay, lay in that hospital. Church, if there's ever been a time we need each other, it's today. Scott has been through a time when he needed you all. Maybe Jeffrey tomorrow. There may be something coming to your house that you can't handle without the intercession of the people of God. This is a message, church. This is a message to the people of God. TJ said, somebody told him, said, said you better preacher than either one of you, Papas. I'd have to say amen. I'd have to say amen to that. But does that mean we're going to quit? Amen. Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Do you believe God loves that old crackhead? God loves that when it's uh, just greasy as a hog that's laid under a car all day. That one's been in sin over his head. God said, Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Mediator, I said intercessor, and it's all the same thing. When it's all boiled, boiled down together. Who gave himself? He gave himself for a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. I'm going to tell you, if they hadn't heard of the saving grace of God, they will before they die. Somebody will get the word across that they need to be saved. The saving grace of Almighty God. Wherefore I am ordained, seventh verse, wherefore I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. 
a teacher of the Gentiles in faith, in verity. And verity is nothing but the truth. He said, I've told you the truth. I will therefore, the eighth verse, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I thought the American churches are full of wrath today. We're full of confusion. We're full of doubting. We're full of fighting, disagreeing, wanting our way. We won't take the word. I said it the other day. You know, when I grew up, I never, I never seen nothing but the King James Version of the Bible. All them others hadn't been written. Here we are, 54 years later, and there's probably 200 and some different versions. And some of them ain't right. The King James Version's right. Amen. So that's how, that's how we strayed from the Word of God. If I take a few verses in this Bible that I don't agree with and quit living by them and take them out, I might as well throw the whole book away. This Word is written for me. I don't know it all, but it's written for me. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I believe God is pleased with us for lifting up holy hands, lifting up hands that God has saved, lifting up hands that God has sanctified, lifting up hands that God has been in the midst of us today. I believe God is pleased with that thing today. And I believe I need to just keep Jamie lifting up my hands because I don't believe he's done. I believe he's still working on me, still working in our church, still working on our people. Hey, there's needs in our church. I don't know them all, but there's needs in our church, our church families. There's families needs touching. Yours needs saving. Amen. That's why we got to be faithful. Yours needs to be back. That's why we got to be faithful. Pray that I can stay faithful. Stay that I can stay faithful. I told Melissa today she took us to Winston. I said, time I get this fixed, my other hip fixed, my hernia fixed, I ought to have my whole family out. And she said, that's all right, you'll be a brand new person. Amen. I ought to be bionic, you reckon? Amen. Had a little piece put in here and a little piece yonder. Thank God for the people to help me out, kept me on the road. The eighth verse, he said, There I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. You know, I've doubted many of a time. I doubted my salvation for a while, and God straightened me out in that. I doubted that I could pastor. 
God straightened me out in that. But still, I'll jump up and I'll begin to doubt. It's natural for Satan to put doubt in our mind. We've got to work on it. He said, in like manner also. And I ain't going to beat on you women. Tonight I'm going to quit right there. Jump over to Philippians. You women ought to appreciate that. I quit right there. Philippians. <laughs> Philippians 4. <laughs> Philippians 4. And I'll read three or four verses here and quit. Philippians 4 in the fifth verse. He said, let your moderation be known unto all men. That's uh, our humbleness, our, our, our caring. Let it be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. I never looked the scripture up, but it's over there in Luke. And the Lord kind of chastised Martha a little bit. Because Martha was careful about many things, and she, I was all concerned about much serving. And the Bible said for us not to be careful. Let me find my place. Be not careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is what I'm preaching on. And neighbor, I'm afraid we've been a little bit careful about praying. I'm afraid we've been a little bit careful about supplication, about being humble, about being uh, down on our knees and people seeing that we were humble. He said, let, let us, uh, everybody know our moderation. Let them know that we are, are humble or down at the foot of the cross. We men like to be big old he-men. Some that used to be big he-men, I've found out since they become Christians, they're wimps. Amen. When they used to think they were so big in the flesh, when they become Christians, we become wimps. God don't want me to be a wimp, but he wants me to be humble. Not walked over, beat down, but stand on the word of God. And be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. You know, our request in church should stay in church. Sometimes I don't like the big audio system and it going all over the world. But we got some things that I like to just stay in the church, to stay with our people, to stay with our, our little crowd. It ain't to be brought out everywhere else. And they said in the seventh verse, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, the peace of God passes or 
It's above all understanding. And I thought on that. Man has studied. We got a doctorate degree, and we got degrees, and we've read books, and we've looked up definitions, and we understand the whole Bible. But the Bible said, the peace of God passes all understanding. It's far past anything that man can dream up. I can't, my mind won't even comprehend getting in the gates of heaven. I saw the golden gate or the eastern gate in Jerusalem, and today it's closed, but it's going to be opened up. I can't even imagine going into those golden gates of heaven. It's past understanding. Roger, <laughs> you two old men, I like to pick on y'all. I know where you're at. I just about forgot what it's like to be pain-free. <laughs> I just about forgot what it's like to just jump out of bed, not have to wallow around like a fattening hog to get my shoes on and grunt and snort to reach down. My right sock goes on good, and my left and I can't reach it. I just, I've just about forgot what it was like. Some of y'all in the same shape. About forgot what it was like to be young. But I believe it's going to be brought back to my remembrance. Amen. When I get that new body. Amen. Baptist Hospital will be out of business. For South will go under. Jamie ain't going to have a job at Manor. <laughs> 911 is gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, oh, the peace of God. <laughs> the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts. Can I tell you how you stay? Is get out of our sickness. Start trying to remember the peace of God and what he promised us. He said, and the peace of God will keep your hearts. Well, my Lord, he says our minds too. Through Christ Jesus. The peace of God will keep our hearts and our minds. So when my mind starts wandering, I'm not in the peace of God. That's when I need to start hollering, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know. I don't guess, and I ain't heard it. I know that I've been born again. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I've seen the devil on the run. I know that God delivered me from sin. I know Satan has had to leave my house. 
So I have known the peace that passes all under. I need to stir it up in my mind, sis. There ain't no problem, bigger than God. If you, if you live another ten years, you're gonna have half of yours gone. Amen. And that other half will go just like that. Jesus will be back for then. But peace that passes all understanding. Why? Why should I get down, Brenda? Why should I get down? Carol, why do you get aggravated? That beats all I've ever seen in my life. Why do we do that? Why do we doubt, Kenny? Why do we wonder why this is going like this? If me and you could turn Scott and Andy completely over to the Lord, me and you jump in that peace of God, ain't nothing we can do, no way. Every time they aggravate us, just go to shouting. They might go on another job. Get out of our hair. Amen. Just go to shouting. The peace of God that passes all understanding. I'm done. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I'll be glad y'all get a young preacher. It's got two vocal cords and three good hips. Amen. This one wore out. I am wore out. Amen. CAT scans, MRIs. I didn't want to take a pill, and I hollered, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. I remember one, I'd been in a car wreck, my neck was all messed up. They said, Don't swallow. You can't swallow. And I was in there 20 some minutes, and I swallowed. They said, We got to do it again. We got done. I said, man, you's not going to be dating regular. I can tell you that. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, We've had a pretty good date this time, but I'm done. I ain't coming back down here. I was at Danbury. I ain't been back either. Church, we don't appreciate our good church. I've took it for granted, and if anybody shouldn't take it for granted, it should be me. But I've took it for granted. I forgot what God done for me. I got a message for long on forgot. By faith, I'm going to come back and preach it. How many times have I read that? <laughs> How many times have I rung that bell? Twice. That's all the warning they get. Anybody got anything else on their heart? 
Old Dobson, give me a call yesterday, and man, it just lifted me up. Just lifted me up. Uh, told me how much he thought of me. He was praying for me. So, it, man, that's my, that's my intercessor. That's my intercessor. Every heart clear. I love you. Chris, you feeling good? Almost. Almost. I don't want to be selfish, but I dread tomorrow. It's uh, I've got something like six hours, maybe more, uh, of blood work and CAT scans and be several different doctors and avenues. And if I understand it right, they got to find out how much iodine I need, and they got to order it from Greensboro. And at 2 o'clock tomorrow evening, they're supposed to give me what I need. Blister my mouth and burn all my good cancer out and fix me up and send me home. So that's all I know. Pray pray for me. I've got a lot of patience. I pray God will send one of them doctors and nurses or something. I'll tell them about Jesus. Say something to them about the Lord. Five days, I think. Five days from tomorrow, yeah. Uh, I, I may break it if I, can, if I get feeling better. I didn't think I'd get to come tonight. They gave me one pill, but it's... some self-discipline, I do, I do know that. It may not be things you like, but we can work on self. Somebody's going to have to tell that class back there. They all have